Kia ora, New Zealand. Welcome to Sweet Cane Live. Uh, my name is Matt Drake, and this is episode 44. We've got a fantastic show for you tonight. I'm joined, as ever, by Brady Cush. Good evening, Brady. Howdy, Matt. How you doing? Very good. Very good. I'm so excited for this weekend. It's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> we've got all sorts of um, uh, things to do between now and then. Um, we've got some things to do this evening as well. Um, and we've got a great show. Uh, we're going to be going through uh, the hot scores um, around the country. Um, some very hot scores going on. Um, not least in our sanctioned uh, leagues, um, as well as in the two tournaments that played out last week. We'll have the results um, for that. We've then got the winner of the uh, Bros for Chains uh, charity classic down in Christchurch. Jasper van der Meer joins us um, for a quick chat. He, he's been on before, but um, he joins us uh, joins us again. Um, then we're going to go through our whole-by-whole breakdown of Harcourt Park, um, which uh, plays host to the Fault Line Fury uh, this weekend in Wellington. Um, at least half of Fault Line Fury. Um, and so we'll have that. And then we'll have a, uh, we'll be doing our picks for um, Fault Line this weekend. Um, and then where are we going to go? We're also then going to announce the starting holes. So if you want to know what hole you're going to be teeing off from uh, first thing on Saturday, um, then we shall let you know. And you'll be in that card for the first two rounds. Um, and then we'll wrap up with uh, Sweet Chain Rankings, which has seen a bit of movement over the last week or so. Whew, packed show, Brady. Whew. Yeah, it's going to be a busy one. Oh, and for those like listening and watching, it's bros for change with a G, change, not chains as in ding, ding, the things you hit when you make a putt. Uh, my Just I, 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 I thought that was, that was what it was called. My bad. Um, do you want to take us through the South? Uh, yeah, let's go to the hot stores. Um, headed down south, we'll start in Invercargill. Uh, let's go with Bray Marsden. Congratulations, Bray. I know that you're in the comments there. Bray comes in at minus 14 this week in Invercargill. Congratulations. A hot round moving up to Dunedin. Uh, we have Jack Matthews coming in at minus five at Chingford. Congratulations, Jack. And over at the new course, Brockville, minus four. We have Aubrey Gray this week taking the hot round. Congratulations. Uh, sliding over into the hills, into the Alps, we have Queenstown Gardens. Jack Bailey with a minus 16, playing pretty hot. Uh, out at the Gardens, sliding out to Tucker's, it's the one and only Ryan Cambridge coming in at 11 down at Tucker's. Uh, so he's uh, mood lighting out of Queenstown. Um, ooh, uh, we'll have to come back to the Wanaka scores. Um, moving up to Christchurch, we have Jelly Park and the new course record. Congratulations to Willie Taratna with an ace goes 17 down at Jelly Park. Uh, congratulations, Willie, on the hot score this week. Um, out to Brooker, we have Paul Wads coming in at minus two. Uh, and then Queens Park, we have Dylan once again coming in with a hot round at minus seven. Uh, Matt, take us through the North Island. Uh, so starting in the capital, Simon Fogarty hits a six under at Berenpore Hills. Uh, fantastic score um, around the uh, regular tees at Berenpore. At Hikoikoi, it's Katini Volley for the second week in a row, hitting minus two. Uh, up at Harcourt Park in Upper Hutt, Brady Cush is, uh, hits a six under par. Very good, Brady. Um, up to Linklater and Ryan Kitto hits four under. Um, and at Spa Park, it's uh, Sean Ashford with a plus one. Um, over to Inglewood, it's Trevor Woolman hits uh, minus three um, at um, in New Plymouth, and in Flaxmere, um, we've got RJ Atienza, new new name for, uh, for for hot scores with a plus one. Um, up at Todonga, Brad Taylor 
uh, is uh, also uh, reaches the hot score with a plus one. And at Henderson, Richard Waterson um, hits a minus five. Uh, minus six was enough for Josh Love Parada to take out Rosedale um, this week as well. Um, now, uh, there was a few sanctioned leagues played uh, this week. Uh, this gone this week just gone. Um, first up on Sunday, um, Brady took out the uh, this week's lead league round at Baron Poor two hundred with a nine fifty seven rated four under par. Well done, Brady. Um, Thank you. On Monday night, in any given Monday down south, Peter McKay fourteen under par, ten thirty one rated. Whoa! Right, ten thirty one. Probably one of the highest rated rounds played in New Zealand, I would suspect. Yeah, um, yeah, I was going to say, I think the, there are a couple like 1020s played at Nationals between Jacko yeah. and uh, Justin. And then we had mm -hmm. the 1033, 12 down by at Middle Earth by Andy, um, Andy Davey. So, yeah, like 1,000 plus rated is like smoking. Yeah. That, that's incredible. Um, and then on the uh, Wellington uh, Spring League, um, this uh, Wednesday just gone. Brady Cush hits a 988 rated six under par. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're playing very well, Brady. Uh, I'm like, I'm feeling good going into the weekend. That was pretty clean. It could have been maybe eight down. I'm, you know, I missed kind of two putts um, on for that six down. But again, super happy. I got an ace on it on hole two. So, you know, like I was yeah. playing pretty quiet out the front, but then just got hot in the middle. So, yeah, we'll see how it translates to the weekend. Hopefully the weather holds and is supposed to hold till maybe Sunday afternoon. Um, it's kind of the look. So yeah, I think weather, if it gets wet, might play play into how the weekend's going to unfold. Well, we'll get we'll get on to the uh, how the weekend structured um, in a little bit um, because we're going to be previewing um, fault line. Um, we had two um, sanctioned events going on last um, uh, going on earlier on uh, last week last weekend. Sorry, on the Saturday. Um, and I'm just going to let's go to here and to here. One moment, uh, one moment call. Let's go down to Queenstown first up. Um, well, yeah, we had the spring break, in, didn't we? In Queenstown, hence why Ryan Cambridge came in. Nice shot. That's it. So, uh, tied for fourth, David Keane and Roberts Crastins. Uh, third place, Mikey Yu, Ben Wheelake. I've not seen Ben for a while, but good performance there to take out second and Ryan Cambridge um, taking out first. Speaking of um, highly rated rounds, Ryan Cambridge is ten twenty seven um, rated second round. That's got to be uh, that's got to be pretty Let's up go. there. One of the uh, one of the highest um, highest rated rounds of the year. Also, well, that's going to be as an eleven down. You know, like that was the hot round of the week because mm. it was out at Tuckers. Mm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, like battling with him uh, at nationals over the year, like it seems like he's playing just as hot as I am. In fact, he's playing like two to three strokes hotter than I am. Uh, so really uh, great play to see out of him. It means battles between him and I next year once, uh, whether he comes up or I go down, um, are going to be great. Um, it's super awesome to see him playing super hot. And he's keeping the AM status. I noticed that there was no dollar signs next to his name on the win. So mm -hmm. he must be trying to keep that AM status like me for going overseas. Good stuff. Good stuff. And over finally to um, the and hang on a minute because I am just going to. Um, Is it James? Did they? We we were both right. Okay, so obviously okay. I knew it was Bros for Change. Um, okay, uh, but the, the name of the court tournament is Bros for Change. It's Bros apparently. for Chains, and then presented by Bros for Change. Correct. Okay. Cool. Correct. Is the organization? That's what I thought. Um, okay. Cool. 
<laughs> so tied in fifth place, Joseph Berry and Liam Patterson. Liam Patterson plays very well in Christchurch. Um, and then Willie, Willie Trafner and Ashton Clark, some regular names in third place. John Hughes um, beating out Ashton uh, this week. Um, and our guest shortly, Jasper Vandermeer, takes out um, the score with a 25 under par. So very well done there. Joseph Berry with the hot round of the weekend, 10-19. Yep. Um, lovely. So some pretty good golf being played all over the country. Um, and none other, um, or none more so than our guest tonight, um, Jasper Vandermeer, who joins us yeah. um, this evening. Good evening, Jasper. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you guys again. It's good to see you too. It's good to see you too. Now, you were last on episode 36, I think it was. Um, yep. So if you if you missed Jasper's uh, first interview that we did with him um, following the charge, then um, you will... Uh, then you, you can go back and watch the uh, watch watch or listen to the episodes. They're uh, they're all on YouTube and on Spotify, so you can go back and uh, listen to um, at your leisure. Um, what's been happening since then, apart from winning tournaments? <laughs> oh, not too much. I've been busy. I wish wish I could always make more tournaments, but I'm very busy. But uh, I managed to make it to Bros for Chains, um, which was a really cool tournament. Honestly, well run. Keith came down from. Um, RPM, which is great, and uh, Dave Rose and Jay Pookie Pookie mm -hmm. ran an awesome tournament. Um, we had a hungy, made an awesome prize. Um, uh, what do they call it? Just bags. Uh, what do they call them? I can't even think of the name. Just the starter packs. Oh, no, not starter The player packs. packs? There you go. Words. That's the one. Um, really <laughs> cool player packs um, uh, with, with a disc with a, with a pick a figure, which is really cool. Epic other prizes. Um, yeah. And it was on my home course, Brooker. My yes, favorite. absolutely. So, how talk us through how the how the course was set up then? Because you got the you got um, the nine holes at is it nine holes at Brooker? Um, a few of them are par fours. You got I think you got three par fours somewhere in there. Um, so, how did the rest of the, the the course shape up? It was a 20, 20 something 21, holes, wasn't it? Twenty one, twenty one. So um, they got rid of hole one, um, and the hole one kind of area was kind of where uh, yeah, where the HQ was. We started on hole two, and uh, and then we made it to um, normal normal hole four, and then we go across mm -hmm. the road, and um, yeah, there's a couple of par fours out there, some tricky triple mando holes, um, uh, yeah, it was all really fun fun holes, um, some really tricky ones. I think there were two holes that never were birdied um, along mm -hmm. the whole tournament, which is really cool. But um, yeah, there was heaps heaps of things going on. Um, there was longest drive uh, comps where you could win money for longest drive. Uh, there were um, uh, there were two holes, two holes actually where you could do longest drive. There's closest to the fin, hundred dollars if you got the closest to the fin. I was lucky enough to. Um, uh, and then honestly, just it's just they're all scorable, but um, the holes, but uh, some of them are just tricky. We're quite tricky weather actually. Um, big par five. And then uh, some tricky OB holes with, with, with roads, um, but yeah, they're all they all tempt you for birdies, but they all eat you up as well, especially the whole fourteen, the graveyard. Um, yeah, some lost discs. A lot of yeah, there was a lot of backup actually. A lot of people <laughs> waiting uh, rounds. I think we were we were spotting for four cards. We were lead guard on the last day. We we're spotting for four cards, trying to find people's discs. Uh, oh, which is quite, wow. quite interesting, but um, yeah, good fun though. Um, 
Yeah. Now, I guess are there any holes in the tournament that you wish would stay permanent? Honestly, I love all of them to stay permanent because they're all so, such fun, such tempting holes. Um, uh, there was one change which was great. Um, the normal Brooker hole nine, um, there's two goal, two goals in the sort of fairway, and they mm -hmm. um, made it that you had to go. It was two mandos. You had to go right of the first goal and then left of the further goal, and then they put their basket all the way kind of down and it made it a par four. It was really fun and really cool, like tunnel shot, we had to make it. And so that was probably the best change um, I loved on, on that one. I managed to um, birdie it most of the time. Well, and then, so you're coming off, like the last episode we had you on was for winning the one day event out at the golf course for Charteris Bay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the differences between like what helped you win here? Cause you won comfortably by two strokes this time compared to you on it and do a playoff last time. What was the difference in like mentality between both tournaments? Oh, shucks. It didn't feel like an easy win. If I'm honest, um, John Hughes, <laughs> John Hughes is a bad man, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, I was lucky enough. So first round, it was pretty average weather. Um, uh, I had seven holes left in the first round and I was on plus one. And I was lucky enough to just birdie those seven last holes in the first round, which put me Whoa. at minus six. Um, and that was big difference because they put me in second place um, compared to being plus one going into it. And so I'm, I remain pretty consistent with my scores. Um, hole two, uh, round two and hole round three were the, um, the scoring holes. As you saw, Joseph got a minus 12, which was really good. Again, I thought there were a lot of, lot of shots out there that um, I could have done way better for. But in the last round, it got pretty rainy again, and I was pretty comfortable. I was pretty confident. I did well in the first uh, round, so I thought I was going to do it right again. Um, but it was pretty tough. Uh, it was it was this it was a different kind of rain um, that came down. But uh, yeah, I so going into the last round, I had a six-stroke lead, and um, John John was a machine on the third to last hole. Um, uh, but, but he eagles, and I had a chance for an eagle, and I miss, uh, and that made him uh, one shot away from me. And then we got we got up to the third to last hole. He parks this tunnel hole, um, which which was which was yeah, which was a really good shot. And then uh, I just parred it because um, I was trying to go safe. I didn't, I didn't want to. I went high as a bomb instead of trying to go straight. Um, anyway, we were tied going into the second second last hole. So even though this is uh, one by two. It was close into the end. I just wanted to make Flex Line have an epic video, you know. Um, I, just <laughs> to, I, just, I just tend to do that. Um, anyway, <laughs> second to last hole, I it's it's normal Brooker, second to last Brooker hole, and it's a forehand hole. Um, and I like to give it an ace run, and I know I can park it. And I, I knew that I was going to get that birdie. And so then that was that was the mindset. I, I wanted to work on my mental game. That was the main thing I wanted to work on this tournament. I actually didn't do too much um, disc golf leading up to this tournament. I did maybe one round the week of tournament, um, which worked out well this time. Uh, Chartres, I did a lot more training for. And so the differences are quite interesting. Again, work comes in the way. But uh, I was lucky enough to to, uh, to win it. Anyway, we got to the last hole. Uh, Brooker, uh, hole nine Brooker, which was modified. And I put a pretty safe shot out there, ready to go down the pipeline. And then John decides to go for it. And tries to, um, try, I think it was a kahoo. I can't remember, but he tries to go all the way out to the field and then go right through the mando to try and get an eagle. 
but um, he uh, unfortunately doesn't, and it just turns over, and it's gonna go. That that disc was gonna go to, over the road. Um, like it was flying. That disc. It was. Whoa. It was a big. It was gonna go 150. It hit the top of the trees. Um, on whole. Um, on whole nine normal, and uh, yeah, but he put pressure on me big time. <laughs> so, uh, one by two. That's because I laid up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys will watch you guys will watch i laid up and i saved a stroke you learn learn from uh from your from your uh charge episode yeah oh, what's behind the kitten um <laughs> it's uh, it's a craft beer there you go morgan morgan wanted to see it um yeah that was me i learned a lot mental game i knew i had the hole to win it to win it um that was the second last time well, and then what's – yeah, because I was watching coverage over the weekend, and, and of all the players, you stayed really solid, like mm. round to round to round. Like you didn't vary too much. Everyone else kind of went up and down in the conditions. Like what is your secret to playing consistently in variable conditions? Such a good question. Honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm figuring it out as, my, as well. Um, <laughs> uh it was, I guess, knowing knowing from the first round minus six, okay, um, that was that was a tough it was a tough round with the weather, um, and I managed managed to get minus six. So I think I knew it was going to get scorable, um, but yeah, I, I think I like oh, I had a lot of various stuff. I had forehand holes and backhand holes. I think I like being consistent because I can do both. Um, mm. I think that that really helps me the most, probably that the, how I've got both both arm both both throws. Um, yeah. But yeah, consistency is is, is is important for me, and so that, that got me over the line. I think. Yeah, so you totally did it. Congratulations, Jasper. Like the win is awesome. And to see you go from, you know, I battled with you last year in the fling, um, you know, like in making it on coverage with you was awesome. And then to see you come out shooting this year, you know, like winning the one day in the charge and then winning the one day or the two day rather for bros for change. It'll be interesting, you know, like, can we take this win outside of Ototahi or not? You know, like, can we start winning outside the city is, is next, right? Like what's next after two wins? Exactly. Yeah, win outside of Christchurch is the is the ideal ideal thing to do. I've only won in Christchurch. Um, beat some of the um, beat some of the other people that are around New Zealand. Um, that, that's probably um, the best thing because I guess I've played in tournaments where I've versed them and I haven't played as well. And so, um, yeah, can't wait. Just want to play them more. Try and get better. I heard that nationals is uh, is 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 going to be pretty hot next year. Maybe that's a, a trip that you can. <laughs> Oh, I would love again. it. Again, <laughs> try to make it less windy. I'll, I'm definitely coming. Um, no, I, I we had perfect we weather for last year's Middle yeah. Earth. Perfect <laughs> we weather. We did terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm definitely eyeing up nationals. Um, I think it'll be it'll be great. I think. Uh, yeah, match myself. Hopefully, hopefully the big names can come. Simon and Jacko, it'd be cool. Yeah, well, you know, Auckland supposedly opens up here in a couple of weeks, so you know, like, yeah, it should be all hands on deck when it comes to the the big guns coming to uh, the little city, as it were, uh, the little capital. Um, but no, Jasper, you've been on the show before, so you know the next segment that we're about to go into. Uh, so it's the Sweet Chain Safari. Uh, you know, like it's the kind of quick fire sessions. You know, like we have the family friendly front nine, uh, which is you know just kind of your generic questions, and then we have the not so friendly back nine, which is a little bit of this or that, you know, like kind of think quick uh, and hopefully uh, stump you a little bit, but we'll find out. Um, so Matt, do you want to take us through that, that front nine? Absolutely. So uh, Jasper, what's your name? Jasper. 
<laughs> uh, where were you born? Uh, oh, I should know. Uh, Zoetermeer uh, <laughs> in the Netherlands. Yep. Excellent. Where do you live now? Otatahi, uh, Krashid. Uh, what's your PDGA number? 159512. How many years have you been playing? Four years. Uh, what's your favourite disc? Destroyer. Your favourite course? Brooker. Your favourite MPO player? Uh, Paul McBeth. Favourite FPO player? Kristen Tatar. Excellent. Good to see Excellent. some answers haven't changed. On to the <laughs> back nine. Jasper, coffee or tea? Tea. Yes. Football or soccer? Football. <laughs> Champions right. League or World Cup? World Cup. Uh, Australia or the UK? Shucks. My girlfriend's from the UK. UK. <laughs> All correct answers. Well done. All correct answers, yeah. Uh, the charge or bros for chains? Oh, that's not fair. Charge, because it was an awesome course. <laughs> Triple Mando or graveyard? Graveyard. Uh, up by two with two to go or chasing by two with two to go? Up by two. Okay. <laughs> Thousand rated round or win the tournament? Win the, win the tournament. And run it or lay up? Uh, lay up. Okay. Lay up for the win. That's it. Oh, That's well, a uh, sweet chain safari. Thank you, Jasper. No worries. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Good guys, stuff. again. Good fun. Yeah, it's you're you're very welcome. Um, and uh, like we we said last time that I'm sure you'll be on again, and I'm sure you'll be on again. Um, <laughs> winning another tournament. Um, very good, very good performance down in Christchurch. Uh, consistent and uh, learning from your mistakes, laying up on the final hole as well, which is always good to see. So very, very good. Um, anyway, have a lovely um off season. You've got a bit of an off season now. You mentioned that Heisland is your next one, so that's not until end of January. You've got some time now to rest up and I don't know. Do other things, whatever they Get might be. Um, yep. <laughs> and um, and we shall see you at Heislander at the end of January. Awesome. Thanks, lads. Thanks, heaps. Catch you guys later. Cheers, Cheers guys. Cheers, see you. Yeah. Bye bye. Excellent. Excellent. Good to see um, Brady. And I'm look, really looking forward to the coverage actually of um, of the. Uh, Broster Chains uh, Charity Classic as well. Make sure you get onto the Flexline uh, YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't and hit the bell to make sure you get the notification as well. Um, and um, so that that will be um, coming out shortly. Um, right. Let's move on to our next segment. Time now, for course review. This is the first time we've done one of these. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Now, the way this is going to work, we'll just go through a few things um, about the tournament this weekend. This is uh, Fault Line Fury. It's being held at a combination of Harcourt Park and California Park, um, both in Upper Hutt, about a five-minute walk tops between the two courses. You won't need to drive. Um, and um, Harcourt Park, many people know, um, and, but many people may not. Um, and California Park is a pop-up course um, with uh, lots of short holes with some mandos and some islands. And yeah, it's not going to be as simple as the distances might let on. But um, as we were discussing the other day, actually, at League, the uh, PGA rating system doesn't care how many mandos or islands there are. Um, so that yeah. could make it um, a little bit more interesting. It does care how long it is. Um, What's going to happen is if you are playing in the MPO division, 
the FPO division or the Masters division, then you will be all mixed up for the first two rounds. Um, and you'll be playing at Harcourt Park first up Saturday morning. And then you'll be playing California Park um, Saturday afternoon. And then you'll be playing California Park Sunday morning and Harcourt Park on Sunday evening. So it's a uh, Harcourt, Cali, Cali, Harcourt. Um, if you are um, playing in uh, FA1 or MA1 or MJ18, um, then you will be in, um, you'll be doing the opposite. You'll be, again, all mixed up for the first two rounds and you'll be playing Cali, Harcourt, Harcourt, Cali. And um, it's it's all mixed up, but you stay within the same card. for your, So whoever you're playing with on the first round, you'll be playing with on the second round. And then on Sunday, it's all seeded. So you get put into your divisions and then you play along with people in your division who, you sc who scored similarly. Now we're going to preview Har uh, Harcourt Park now. We're going to go through each hole. Um, Brady, how what are you looking to do? I'm looking to birdie every hole. Okay. So when we go through <laughs> this, you're going to be giving us the how do you birdie this hole? Um, and I'm going to be giving you the how do you get a par on every hole? Um, as we've seen, um, if you shoot, well, for example, uh, you shot, um, I think even par at Harcourt Park is about 920 rated. So if you're, if you're like me and you're looking to put in as many 900 plus rated rounds as you can, um, to try and tick you over that milestone, then actually getting a par or nearabouts is 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 perfectly perfectly okay. Um, yep. So if you're if you're looking to, to 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 birdie every hole to win the tournament, you want to be listening to Brady's lines. Um, if you're looking to get a par or to uh, to to put in a, a solid performance, then you want to be listening to me. Um, yes, listening in inverted commas. Solid performance you, or listening? Yeah. Either way. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Let's get on with it. So um, we're going to go and find out. I, we've got pictures and everything. Um, and I do want to also shout out to, um, just in case he is listening, Mark Dakeev, uh, the Canadian uh, who originally set up Harcourt Park, is one of the original basketed courses in the country. Um, most people, when they come to the course, can't even fathom what he was able to do. Um, it maximizes the absolute corners of this park. Um, and uses disc golf everywhere. So uh, big shout out to him and thank you uh, for putting this park in it. You know, we celebrate uh, it's 20 years this year since Harcourt mm -hmm. Park got installed in 2001. Wow. Um, yeah. So and it's a, fa it's a favorite park of a lot of people. A lot of people who don't live in Wellington say it's their favorite park. And quite rightly so. I feel very, very lucky to live you know, 20 minutes down the road from Um on our whole previews, I've put in a tier. Now, this tier is me. It's my tier. Brady's going to take us through um, the um, his his tiers and his um, uh, look at this. Is uh, he's he's got a different, slightly different setup to me. Um, but you'll get the idea as we go along. So here we go. Uh, hole one. Um, now, hole one. You're starting up on the road. Um, there's a spray painted tee pad line um, and you can see the red arrow is where the basket is. It's hundred meters away. Um, this is a tier three. So tier one is the muskets or you should be looking to get a birdie. Tier four is the take a par and leave it alone. Brady, what are you doing on this hole? Um, uh, for me, there's two play, the super aggressive play, which I don't like. Um, 
is you can take like a, a fairway, like a firebird or a raptor, um, and you mm. can take a hyzer up over those trees. So you're kind of aiming up above the trees that are this side of the car park and letting it crash yeah. down through the trees that's protecting the basket. I personally like to take in, uh, I'm just flipping up an MD or an FD, depending on the wind, because normally you're basically just staring down the barrel of a headwind on this T-pad. And yeah. like with you being at elevation, it's kind of just a little mm -hmm. hyzer flip down the gap, um, trying to make it inside the circle for the birdie. Yeah, um, I'm doing something very similar, but probably not throwing it as far. So uh, I'm what I'm doing here is I'm grabbing a musket or a grace uh, speed 10 or 11 uh, with a bit of understability uh, to begin with, a bit of turn and then but then a, a, re a reliable finish. And I'm looking to put it in any of that green space that's just to the left and underneath that arrow. Um, I'll probably end up on the edge of circle two, and that's fine because I can lay up and take a tap in path. That's uh, that's how I'm doing this hole. If I'm going to try and birdie this hole, I'm, I'm trying to do exactly what you do, but it's a really tough thing. And if I try and overpower what I would what I would do, um, then I'm likely to turn the disc over and um, end up in all sorts of problems in the on the right hand side um, there of the of the green across the road. Yeah, I'm honestly, for me, like for us big arm players, like we're trying not to throw out of bounds. The basket is only about four meters inbounds, um, like full tar seal behind the, the basket is OB. So the idea yep. of if I threw anything faster than like a speed six, speed seven, speed eight, maybe I'd probably mm -hmm. go out of bounds or otherwise, yeah, you'd like be taking that big spike hyzer. But the problem is that car park is out of bounds and that road and beyond past the basket. So I have to be yep. very careful about, oh, sweet. You know, like I have an ace run. Ace run is mm. typically going to leave you out of bounds for a tap in par or maybe even a bogey. And you can't really afford bogeys on yeah. this course. No, you're absolutely right. So, yeah, um, good stuff. Right. Now, hole number two. Hole two. Here it is. Hole two. This is the hole you aced on <laughs> Wednesday night. Yes. Um, what did you do? Uh, so again, very similar. So I'm taking that, um, I aced it with an MD3, one of the brand new Italian blend, they ate, um, MD3s. Uh, don't, don't get me started on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so, um, I'm just playing pretty much a, a straight shot. So like it's, for me, it's a like stable to slightly overstable mid. I'm throwing it nice and flat just to the right of that arrow. There's a little guardian tree that's pin high. I'm basically aiming right at that guardian tree and then just letting the disc do the work and letting it kind of settle in under the basket. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, this basket, you don't want to run long on. If you run long about three meters past the basket, you're not OB, but you're in jail and really thick like scrubs and brush. So the idea of I'm trying to run it, I released it a little bit high. There was a, a quite a bit of crosswind. So it actually came in over the guardian tree and like it was an air shot for the ACE. Normally I'm just trying to play, like throw mm -hmm. it to circle's edge, let it slide up inside the circle for an easy mm -hmm. birdie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm looking to, I'm, I'm looking to get as close as I can. Um, and you'll, you can see the tree on the left, left hand side of the fairway there. I want to be in front of that tree but I also want to be right um, of the of, of the of the hole, ideally, right? If I'm gonna miss, I'd I'd rather turn something over and end up in the open on the right hand side than to um, miss with too much hyzer and end up having to um, take take up that tree that's guarding the basket. Um, it's quite it's quite chunky, and you need to respect it because if you try and cut too much off of that on a, on your approach. Then, uh, then it'll it, it'll it'll get you. So, uh, if I'm gonna miss this, 
um, I'm going to miss with a um, with a with a turnover. Otherwise, I mean, I I got the distance to be able to get to this with a with a driver. Again, I I don't throw anything more than a speed eleven, so um, that's going to something like a grace that's got a, a little bit of turn to it um, first before it then um, before it then skips in is how I'm taking this. Um, and if I can get it close, then then who knows? It's tier two because there's an outside chance that you know I could get it right and it, it could skip in um, to somewhere around the circle or or inside. Hole three. Um, now hole three, you can't see the basket on hole three. This is uh, these, but where the arrow is is roughly where it is. Um, it's on a mound as you go round the corner. Um, so. Um, me personally, I'm taking quite an overstable driver, and I'm trying to hit as I'm trying to get it as close to that tree line on a hyzer as I possibly can with enough push to get it as far up the fairway. And from there, I'll play a sidearm layup shot to the uh, to the basket that's on a on a hill. I'd rather not be putting downhill because that's just a preference. I I, I prefer to putt um, uphill, um, and that's how I'm going to take my free. Um, compared to me for the pro line on this, um, as much as Matt says, it's kind of near that arrow. It's not, it's about 30 meters to the left of that arrow. Uh, so again, I'm taking an MD three or a mutant, um, uh, depending on like what the wind situation is. And you can see where that sun flare is. That's my gap. So I'm taking a super high spike hyzer. Um, I need it to be that high because right above that arrow behind the trees that are, you can see in the picture, there's a super grabby tree um, that mm. if you get it wrong and you hang it out too wide, what you're going to do is stall and sit in the top of that tree. Yeah. So I'm just playing a big spike hyzer with a mid um, letting typically I'd like to play the MB three or like a buzz. So like something that'll glide out, that'll get me to the bottom of the hill, which is the edge of circle one. And then it's a real easy kind of like stepper jump pot, like little run with a backstop because it's on the hill running for the birdie. Uh, this is a bonus birdie. As long as I make Perfect. it up over the trees and around the corner with an open look, I'm happy. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, like if I get that open look and get a chance at birdie, that's great. But honestly, it's a bonus birdie. If I walk away with par, I'm totally happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm same here. I've put it in as tier three because I've birdied this a couple of times, but it's with a uh, sidearm throw in from circle four. So it, it, it doesn't. Yeah, that's that's what's happening there. Now, hole three onto hole four. Um, personally, I find this to be one of the hardest holes on the course. Um, I don't have the distance to get it to uh, where that arrow is. That arrow is on the top of a brow of a hill. Um, and the, so what you can't see perhaps from this picture is that the hill, the, 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 the um, hill disappears pretty quick after the basket. There's also a tree just to, just to the left. Again, it's not the shrub that's underneath the arrow. That's just in the way. Um, yeah, if I'm halfway. missing... If, if I want to miss here, I want to miss right. Um, the tree on the left-hand side, the big tree on the left-hand side there, if you're in front of that tree, then you're okay. Um, if you're behind that tree, you're in all sorts of problems. So I want to make sure that I'm I'm, I'm going down the middle slash slightly to the right. Um, and then What I'm do you throw on this, Matt? Then. Sorry? Uh, I'll what do you throw saint. on this? I'll probably throw a saint because I know that it's not going to hyzer... Um, on me too much and it's not going to disappear behind that big tree on the left which is where i just don't want to be i don't really care where i am because I, I i prefer to make a um a layup shot from 50 60 meters anywhere on that 
right hand side than be behind that tree. Um, so I'd, I'd, I'm going to throw a saint here, and it will probably land. Um, that it slopes away to the right hand side uh, about halfway through this hole, and I probably end up down there. But again, it's a, from there. It's an easy layup from the edge of circle two, circle three. Yeah, as compared to if you're taking the pro line, um, so I've had a birdie look the last three rounds. I've been out there on this hole. I've converted two of the three. Mm -hmm. um, the idea of I'm taking an FD, so I'm a hyzer flip player. So I'm taking a basically a hyzer flip straight down the pipe right at that arrow, letting it slide a little bit to the right and then fade back at the basket so it lands on that flat because, like Matt said, there's a hill where the basket is. So it's a bit of a death putt if you land on the left-hand side. Um, you could take a flex play if you wanted to as well. So if you wanted to take, yeah, like a Saint or probably a Saint pro. Um, so throw something on a little bit of an Annie, let it walk a little bit right. And then come back at the basket. Like Matt said, the miss you want is arguably to the right. It's a lot easier to approach up the hill from under the trees on the right, as compared to there's a lot of like kind of traffic on the left. There's kind of the, a low willow that you can't see in the middle. Um, and so, yeah, typically you're just trying to take something straight down the pipe. I've seen people birdie it throwing mids before. Typically it's a, it's a fairway that's stable, maybe slightly overstable thrown on a flex, but yeah, straight down the middle, get yourself inside circle one, uh, make the putt, uh, walk on to five. Walking on to five. Um, it's a par three. It's 127 meters. It's tier four. It's pretty tough. This one, if you're, this one's kind of the, um, so you've got the sound stage there in the right-hand picture. You can see the sound stage uh, just to the um, underneath that tree. That's where everybody will be meeting and the players meeting. So you, you, there's there's there'll be lots of bit of a gallery for this one. But as you take the uh, the tee shot, it's a big Anheuser or a or a sidearm, um, and then your um, basket is in with a few guardian trees. And to get it up in the kitchen as i would say um i'm gonna be um first of all taking maybe a musket maybe a saint and just chucking it around the corner trying to get it on the flat i'd rather be on the flat um and then an approach shot from 40 50 um to get me under the basket for a tap in par yeah pro lines um on that uh, that first photo on the left there, we're pretty much taking a, a backhand with a driver. Um, so a lot of the times I'm throwing my Enigmas. Um, I used to be throwing a nuke. So you want something that's pretty stable because you're going to be throwing it uh, like on a backhand Anheuser. Uh, because basically you need a full flex out of this if you're going to reach mm -hmm. the pin. A lot of the time I've actually been disking down a little bit. So I've been throwing a stalker or an FD. Um, I'm looking forward to trying out an Essence I just got in the mail. Shout out Disc Shop. Thank you. Um, so the idea of, but yeah, you're throwing something a turnover. You want to make sure the miss is right. Um, typically, yeah, uh, like with my enigmas, I'm throwing full flex. So I'm matching the angle of that arrow, um, with a backhand, letting it walk to the right. Uh, because in that second photo, you can see just to the left of the arrow, uh, there's that guardian tree in the middle. So the idea of you need to, you can't see that off the tee. So you need it to walk right far enough, but then have enough stability to come back at the basket. Um, as much as it says it's 127, I have thrown a rook a nuke 15 meters long onto the road. I mean, if you get it right, the gaps are big enough, um, but you really have to commit to the shot. A lot of the times I see many pros just get it wrong, not give it enough angle or not commit to the shot. And they'll just throw it straight into the trees out the front rather than turning it over and getting it into the fairway on the right. Yeah. I mean, I, you, you, you definitely, you'd rather be down at the base of the sound stage or in the trees just beyond it and the right hand photo than in the trees on the left. Um, almost certainly. Yep, definitely um, bonus birdie. Jackson and I were getting it uh, when we've battled in competitions in the past, but I would argue it's probably only going to be birdied 
three or four times, maybe on the weekend. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, especially over just two rounds. Um, hole six. Uh, so- hole six for me, pro line. Uh, so you have two. The, this hole is opened up a little bit. So you have the – there's a slight hyzer play. You could play with the mid and let it slide under the trees uh, following where the arrow is. Mm-hmm. Or you notice there's a gap just to the left of that arrow. A lot of the times um, you'll see either a flex forehand um, as a popular play or I take the hyzer flip backhand hyzer to flat um, and just let it slide up into the circle for a birdie. Uh, kind of a bonus birdie for me. Um, so this is going to kind of be that tier two. I know that I can reach it, but it's just mm-hmm. can I keep it under the ceiling and can I make get the distance right? Because uh, sometimes you might just burn it into the ground because you threw it too low, or sometimes you can challenge it and throw it 20 long just because you got the gap right and hit the shot. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm looking to get it past this first tree on the left, just to the left of the arrow that you can you can see the, uh, the, the big tree there. What you can't see from this picture very well is, the, um, is a second tree of a similar kind of girth uh, just to the left of it that's kind of hidden by the, by the bush. Um, and uh, so... If you can get it past that those trees, then you're pretty in the open, and the upshot from there shouldn't be too much of a, an, an issue, either with a sidearm or you can try and force a, um, a, a a backhand through. You can even slide it along its back. It's pretty. Uh, it's, there's not much grass around that area, um, and slide him up to the pin um, for a free. Uh, hole seven. Uh, so the, the hole seven. The photo on the left is the view from the tee pad um, of the white bollard kind of signpost things it's a little kiddies racetrack um uh, and the um the the rightmost post is the white post that you see in the right hand photo so you, you can try and orientate yourself um i'm taking a i'm I, this i'm still in two minds here actually which is probably a dangerous thing i'm either putting a sidearm out and trying to get it somewhere on the path where that chap is is stood on the uh, in the in the um right-hand photo, maybe a slightly back of that, uh, but on the path, or I'm throwing a, um, a fuse um, on, a, on an Anheuser and hoping that it, that it sticks, which it probably will, and, and landing in roughly the same spot. And from there, it's an upshot of 30, 30 meters um, for, for a tap-in par. The ground around that tee um, is pretty, it's not very slidey. It gets pretty wet and damp, so the, uh, the, the, the soil around it's pretty... Um, uh, pretty uh, absorbent to, to discs and stuff, so you can you can afford to um, perhaps um, stick it into the ground on your upshot a little bit more than you might otherwise. Brady, how are you doing? This? Uh, so basically, if you look at this photo and mm. you look at you look at that photo on the left and you see where the arrow is, there's a gap. It's probably about two meters by two meters. It's called the pro line. The only person <laughs> who takes it is me. I think as far as I know, I'm one of the few people, if not the only person to birdie it in the new location. Um, So the idea of it is about 40 meters back from where it used to be. And the only way Mm -hmm. to reach it I have found is with either A, a throw in um, or B, it's the backhand. So basically I'm taking a backhand again. I'm a hyzer flip player. So I'm taking my Enigma. Uh, and just flipping it through the gap. So I want it to come in flat out of my hand, come in flat through that gap, because basically what that means in the middle of the fairway, it's going to, one, give me enough uh, like height and forward momentum to stay through the window, uh, and mm-hmm. then to kind of, it'll walk a little bit to the right and then slide under the basket. So I'm probably looking to land in circle two, circle three, slide up into circle two, circle one, and then just make a circle one putt 
edge of circle one putt probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I happened, I got one right the other day, uh, slid up just inside circle two, made the eight meter putt and it was fine. Um, honestly, I will be playing this for par on the weekend only if I have to play aggressive uh, and need to pick up shots down the stretch while I'd be taking the pro line. Uh, the gap in the bushes are a lot smaller than it used to be. So it used to be kind of three meters tall by two meters wide. Now it's only two by two. So it's a lot tighter gap to hit. Um, so yeah, typically I'm going to be taking a backhand, um, down the road, as you can see, although I'm trying to get a little bit farther than Matt. So I'm trying to get up to the edge of circle three for that kind of like 20 to 30 meter run. There's a good backstop and wall behind the basket. So the idea of typically you can run the birdie from there. Um, but yeah, it's going to, if you want to play aggressive, it's the backhand. Um, and then yeah, yeah, potentially that'll give you an edge of circle one look. Yeah. I think there's been a fair few people who have birdied it, um, in, uh, Chris Woodhouse mentions he, he's birded. I think hey. I have one, but it, it's really it's really from a from a throw in, right? I I don't think there's too many people making a circle one putt for the bird on hole seven. Um, hole eight. Um, okay, Brady, take us through this one. Um, you probably won't have the sun glare of the right hand <laughs> you do it, but um, yep. as you can see, the uh, the 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 tree that is um, on the very far right of the left-hand photo that's kind of propped up by bits of wood is the one that you see in the foreground of the right-hand photo. So you can see how it kind of curves around. How are you tackling this? Um, So unfortunately, there's probably going to be very few. This is definitely a bonus birdie on the weekend. Normally, it is a skip shot. So you're taking something such as a Firebird or a Raptor, potentially something faster. Um, I have some overstable DDXs. I know people have thrown PD3s. Um, or a Kotari. So the idea of you can see right in the center of that left-hand photo, there's that beautiful gap straight off the tee pad. You're just trying to throw something on a slight hyzer. Again, you need the distance. So like a speed nine to or greater um, to make the distance of the pin. And basically you're just, if you throw it on hyzer, catch edge, you're going to skip all the way around uh, into the basket. It's only, yeah, as it says, 98 meters. You can, I have seen some people bend hyzer flipping kind of towards that red arrow on the skinny gap. But typically, it's going to be a hyzer down the middle with the skip. The grass is long this weekend, which means the skip shot's kind of taken out. Uh, so it's going to be a bonus birdie probably from circle two if you get the look. Yeah. How about you, Matt? How are you playing for par? Yeah, well, I just say, say all these photos were taken yesterday or today. So the conditions that you see the park in are pretty much what it's going to be like on Saturday. Um, maybe not Sunday with all the rain with you, but um, on Saturday, certainly. Um, what I'm doing um, is I'm I'm going, I'm looking at that, that, um, that gap straight down the middle to the left of that, that big tree. And basically, I want to be as far, pretty much straight as I can get. If I can get a skip that will take me slightly left, then then great. But I'm more, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be out as far away, far down the hole, far down the fairway as I can be, um, to then uh, either backhand or, or, or sidearm layup from there should be pretty easy from, a, from 30 meters. There is a guardian tree. You have to respect it. You can't bite too much off that corner. Um, else you end up with a very tricky putting position. It's a it's a it's a big tree, but there's a bush that's behind it that kind of sprays out to the sides on both sides, uh, which can make putting a little bit tricky if you uh, if you get into the wrong spot. Hole nine, let's go. Don't screw it up. <laughs> Run the ace, yeah. chain out, tap in for birdie. 
Uh, yes, don't that's roll exactly down the hill. what I did last year. Um, and so, yeah, don't do not do that. No, it, you can do that, actually. It's perfectly legitimate, and you'll be quite happy with the result. Um, it, it's, a, it's an ace run. I expect this hole will get aced over the weekend. It's uh, 56 metres, plays a little bit longer, but not materially. Um, two plays here. One is the um, uh, Heiser shot stick it out over the open and then just let it let it let it come in the only real danger with that one is you've got a uh, you've got a big uh, stump of a tree that's slightly in front of the basket if you hit that stump you're rolling down the hill and then you're taking the par probably um the alternative is to um throw it into the ground on the left hand side of the basket and then skip up to it which i suspect is probably what you're going to do brady uh well actually i was experimenting throughout this week of i might throw a tilt and just take all the skip and everything out of it and just try to dunk it Take the ace and walk oh, okay. away. Oh, wow. Very good. I look forward to seeing that um, over the weekend. That's going to be incredible. Um, but yes, it's a, it's a must get. It's uh, It plays as the easiest hole in the course, I think. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a must get for certainly the MPO field and um, certainly many other people as well. Yep. Take us through hole 10, Matt. Hole 10 is a tunnel shot. Um, you, so the, we're now onto the same baskets as we used in the front nine, but from different tee locations. So this is the basket, um, of hole one, um, and also hole 10. You've got a tunnel shot. Um, what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be throwing a mid range or maybe a river, something of that kind of speed. And I just want to get it out in the open. There's a, there's a lot of trees that you can play pinball here with, but I just want to get to the mouth of the, of, of the fairway. Um, and if I can get there, then my upshot's easy. And um, the only real danger there is the OB road, which is about, as you say, four meters behind the basket. Uh, yeah, it's the same for me. Um, so I'm throwing my origin. It's a flippy mid-range. Um, I'm kind of aiming at that tree just to the left of the arrow. Again, I probably want it. Uh, low ceilings is a common theme here at Harcourt Park, if you haven't noticed. Um uh, so yeah, for those of you who are listening, you know, like it's pretty much, yeah, this tight corridor between trees. I'm throwing a flippy mid, uh, something a little bit of hyzer. I want it to finish to the right. So basically if it throws perfectly dead straight, I'm inside the circle, make the putt. If I turn it over a little bit too much, which is my miss, um, theoretically, as long as I miss all the trees, I should once again be edge of circle and be able to make mm -hmm. the putt, even though it's a little scary because you do have OB behind, but theoretically flippy mid straight down the tunnel. Uh, make your putt from inside the circle. Yeah. Um, I think I remember Willie Taratino acing this in the lead up to fault line last year. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's definitely gettable. Willie, um, you keep your aces down in Christchurch. <laughs> not allowed this weekend. Uh, hole 11. Take us for it. Um, for me, so there are kind of two plays at this for the, for the open division. One of them is a really big forehand. You're throwing straight down the pipe. So that uh, arrow is in front of basically the one kind of guardian tree in the middle of the fairway. Uh, there are baskets also guarding. So this is that same hole two basket. Uh, so you can take the forehand straight down the middle, let it hyzer into the bushes, give yourself a putt, hopefully. Um, I take it the other way. So I'm throwing a tactic. Um, so I'm throwing a speed four putter. I'm throwing it on a pretty powerful Anheuser kind of full send, letting it flex out into the fairway to the right into the open because that's where I want my miss. And then typically I've thrown it because we're at such a height, it'll stall out and fall back towards the basket. Normally I'm inside the circle, pretty much inside the bullseye most of the time. So it should be a guaranteed birdie. But if the wind is up, it's really hard to kind of gauge uh, getting the angles right. How about yeah, you, Matt? Sorry. How are you taking it? I'm, I'm doing it exactly the same, but instead of throwing a speed four, I'm speed, throwing a speed 10. 
Um, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to make sure I'm going with my musket off this hole. Um, and okay. I'm going to um, I'm going to I'm, as you're right, you're absolutely right. The miss is to the right. So if you uh, if, if you're going to miss this, you'd rather it just um, uh, it doesn't come back uh, is, is what you'd prefer um, than it hises out too early. Because, again, if you get stuck behind that tree that's in front of us, there's two trees. There's that one you can see and the guardian one next to the basket. And being behind there makes it difficult to get um to get into the in, in into the circle for a uh, for a tap in pass certainly and you'd rather leave yourself with less to do so i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna take a um a musket i know it's gonna come back um but i also know that if i put an, enough angle on it then it'll it'll keep the angle for enough of its flight to clear that first tree and as long as it does that i'm happy on the whole 12 on to hole 12. So this is the same as basket three or shooting for basket three. So this is the, um, but this time you're down, uh, you're, you're down the hill slightly. Uh, the basket's are, uh, on an elevation in compared to the tee pad. And what I'm doing here is I'm taking um, a river um, or a fuse um, and I'm putting a big Anheuser but I want something that's going to flatten out the end. I don't want to. I don't want it to hold that Anheuser line. It needs to straighten out and flatten. Um, but I'm just trying to put a big Anheuser, probably as close to that tree line as I can get away with, and hope it holds and then flattens out at the end. And I want to be on the hill, bottom of the hill, something like there. There's a big bush that's basically behind that arrow. If you get stuck too much to the right-hand side of that arrow behind that bush, it can be really tricky to get round it and through it because the branches are just horrendous. So the miss here is that it hises out rather than it holds the angle. So you, for me, I'm throwing probably a river because if I put it too high and it stalls, then I know it's going to come back and it's unlikely to, uh, to hold all the way around. It's going to have a little a tickle of a finish, and that's what I'd like to do. Um, stick it on the hill or the bottom of the hill, and then you've got a birdie putt. But again, if I fall short, I can I can lay up for um, hopefully a, a tap in or at least a short putt. Yeah, the open division. Uh, we're attacking this hole. It's very aceable for us. Um, I've seen Andy Davy ace it before with a forehand kahu. Um, so the idea, like Matt, you're aiming out left, letting it crash into the hill. Um, I myself, I play it with a. I play it with my origin. Once again, I'm taking a flippy mid at it. Um, I'm throwing it hard and flat, uh, and then just letting it flip up at the basket. Um, I had an ace run this past weekend at league. I missed it by about a meter left. Um, because the basket is kind of well protected behind that bush. So I want to make sure that I'm about pin high. So I'm even on the hill. So I have a nice, easy inside the alert, uh, inside the circle putt, uh, for birdie. If I'm not inside the circle, I'm probably not feeling too well. This is kind of like hole two. You probably won't get it every round, but it is definitely a very gettable birdie. Mm. Mm. On to hole, hole 13. Hole 13. Speaking of gettable holes. Speaking of gettable holes, indeed, um, this is um, this is the second easiest hole in the course. Um, it's seventy meters straight at it. Only real danger here is uh, the hill that disappears pretty quick after the basket. Um, but if it's me, I'm taking my trust um, and I'm hanging it out over the um, over the over the hill that's disappearing on the right hand side and letting it crash down. Last few times I've attacked this. Um, the, we've had quite a brisk northerly, uh, which has made the trust more overstable. And I've ended up being circle's edge to the left. Um, so I'll need to compensate for that if we find a similar kind of wind um, or perhaps stick it 
a little bit further out to the right um, off my tee shot. Um, I'm looking to birdie this. Um, many people would be looking to birdie this. Um, it's gettable for a lot of the field um, in terms of distance. Um, yeah. Anything else? Um, no, I, I agree with the same. Uh, a lot of the times for me, I'm just taking a backhand straight at it um, if the wind isn't up. So, you know, like, again, I'm kind of aiming to land kind of uh, early circle one, letting it slide up to the basket because I typically on this hole always go long. And if you go long and land on the hill, you're going to be rolling to the stage. So you're basically won't have a birdie. Um, other plays, just like you said, is the hyzer upright. I've actually just like hole nine for me, I've been playing around with a tilt. Um, just trying to dunk it, let it drop right next to the basket for an easy birdie. Um, so depending on the wind, it's either going to be straight at it or yeah, potentially a tilt shot uh, for the tap in birdie. Uh, hole 14. Um, so you can see the sound stage on the right hand side. Um, this is the, uh, what do you call it? I don't know what you call this one. This is the glory uh, kind of, you want to take this one if you can, because because uh, you're going to have a bit of a crowd, a bit of a gallery on that sound stage. And if you can, if you can put it inside the kitchen on this off the tee shot, then you'll be doing very well and giving some entertainment. Um, for me, I'm probably throwing a saint uh, or maybe a musket because my saint's not really been fading at the end on this hole recently. And um, I'm trying to put it to the left of where the arrow is as a gap. Um, and if you can hit that gap um, and then let the let the disc um, hit the ground and skip in, the 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 um, T, uh, sorry, the, the green of this hole is pretty skippy. So uh, if you hit it with too much force or you... Um, you come in at sort of too shallow an angle then you are going to skip quite far which could uh could put you further away than otherwise you might like to be yeah you know like in for us open players it's the same thing we're taking a mid at it um a lot of the times actually i think the hole is actually 92 meters i'm taking a putter so again i'll take my tactic which throws pretty straight i'm going to throw it in that big gap on the right just to the right of that red arrow and just kind of let it go straight through the gap and kind of softly fade at the basket depending on if we have a big tailwind i might shift up to the md3 again just throwing it nice and straight letting the disc do the work mm -hmm. slide into the basket typically most open players should be having a look so long as they make the gap should have a look inside circle one. Um, I, again, I don't think you'll be getting it. If you get this every round, you'll be doing hot and you'll be playing lead card. Um, there's the, the, the kind of the big danger here, I suppose, is the tree that's directly in to the, just to the left of that arrow. That's probably about 25, uh, 25 meters away from the basket, 20, 25 yep. meters. It's got quite a, quite low hanging branches. Um, and there's, so if you're going under those branches, you may not have enough speed to get you to the, might not have enough air as, uh, as such to take you into the bar, into the, uh, into the green. So just to the right of that is where the gap is. If you want to come in with a, with a little bit of height. Yeah, a lot of these holes, you can reach them off the tee, whether you're an amateur player or an open player. A lot of the times, it's just that, one, the consistency of hitting the cap, and then two, also that scramble. So like Matt said, if you hit that tree right out the gate and you're not paying attention, it's kind of easily a four. You could also potentially like super early release or super grip lock. And then, you know, like if you're kind of in the bushes on some of these fairways, they're super hard to scramble out of. So making your up and down becomes really difficult. So a lot of the times, too, that's why I personally tend to play aggressive on this course, because if I miss, typically I'm going to be missing inside circle one, inside circle two. And then I'm just kind of like chipping out of the bushes to take a three or, you know, like, oh, hey, look, I happen to get it right. And now I have a look from inside circle one, circle two. Yeah. Hole 15. 
Uh, yeah, so this is uh, this is probably the second hole um, that I'm going to be playing for par. You can get the birdie. I have birdied it in the past. Um, so the birdie is a forehand. Um, it's as much as the arrow is over there on the side of the pool, um, you know, like up over that fence, that fence is OB. Those trees on yep. the other side of that fence is jail. You absolutely do you not want that. to be in there. Typically, I'm taking a backhand either with a putter or, again, a mid. So – I'm just throwing it straight down the pipe. My miss is long. Um, the idea yeah. that even though it plays 72 meters around that corner, I honestly want to be a hundred meters straight down towards this sound stage because that's where we're playing back at so that I have an yeah. easy chip up the hill. Um, if I'm feeling it and if I have to play aggressive and push, I will take the forehand because uh, the forehand will give me that skip around the corner at the basket. But typically mm -hmm. I'm just playing a straight putter shot to the corner, straight putter shot under the basket, and then yeah, tap in for par. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm taking a sidearm here, and the, the reason I'm doing that is because there's this tree that's early, and you can see it's casting a shadow over the regular tee pad of 15 on the left-hand side. And uh, that gets in the way of my backhand. I find that, you know, I've got to get down on my knees if I want to throw it underneath those, those branches, and I'd rather not do that. So um, I'm going to throw a sidearm here, um, but something that's going to be not too stable something like uh, probably a musket, maybe a grace. I'll probably throw those all weekend and that's all I'll throw for distance drivers. Um, and and I'll, I want it to go straight and land somewhere in the fairway past those trees. I don't want to get involved in those trees at all. Um, and then um, from there, it should be, again, a nice little 30 meter um, upshot with something stable um, and, then a, and then a tapping par on a very skiddy um, green, it must be said. Take us to 16. Um, 16. Uh, this is roughly the view from the T-pad of 16. Um, <laughs> sort of. Um, I screwed this photo up, so apologies. Um, but this one is um, it's a, basically a straight tunnel shot. I can reach this with a putter um, on, a, on a little hyzer flip. But for me, a hyzer flip tends to um, go too high. So um, I, try and, um, I try and just push a, a mid-range straight at it a fuse or a trust is what i'm going to put um put put on this probably a trust because if i'm gonna miss i'm rather miss to the left i don't want to be up on there's a there's a stone wall to the right i'd rather not be on the wall with a tricky lie or on top of the wall because then there's some branches and trees which get in the way um note uh there there's quite a large puddle um, in the middle of this fairway. Um, so if you fall short or you hit a branch and come down, you could be getting your feet wet. Um, and there's there's a few rocks and stones on that fairway as well. So it, it prevents the kind of skiddy, slidey sh shot up to the basket. But nevertheless, um, it's one that a lot of people will get over the weekend and one that's, in terms of distance, gettable for a lot of people. You've got to control the height. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this is almost a, a like musket. It is harder now that the tunnel is deeper. So the basket used to be located in that puddle. Uh, Chris Woodhouse, if you're still watching or if anyone is watching and coming out this weekend, feel free to, like, bring out your gumboots again and leave them next to the puddle for people in case they have to wait in. If the weather stays dry like it has been, the puddle might be gone for the weekend. But, yeah, like Matt, I'm taking a mid-range. I want to make sure that I get the distance, though I'm throwing it purposely at the ground so there's that guardian tree just to the left of where that red arrow is um, i'm trying to land at the base of that and slide up under the basket um 
it's, it is aceable. Um, it's been aced once or twice. Um, but yeah, taking a flippy mid, um, you want to, the miss is actually short. Um, because if you go too long, you're going to be in the bushes and have no look, even though you're inside the circle. Um, so the idea of typically you're just landing it just past that puddle, land it on the wood chip, slide it to the basket, tap in your easy birdie. Uh, just before we move on to 17, Jack Mocker brings up a good point. Can you just talk us through casual relief? Yeah. Um, so casual relief will be in play all weekend. What casual relief means is that all bodies of water and all puddles or streams or whatever comes up on the course um, are going to be treated as casual. So what you do on the line of play, so you take a line directly from the basket, directly through your disc. So normally it's what your mini sits on. In this case, you're going to keep that line going back to the first point of relief on dry land. So in the case of this puddle, if you're landed directly in the puddle, you get you take your mark back to the edge of the puddle and that's where you mark it. Casual relief means that you don't have, it will not cost you a stroke to do that. Yeah. Um, so you get to do that for free, but it's also the nearest point. So it's not like, Oh, as far back as I want to go. It's no, no. Mm. As soon <laughs> as it's dry, as soon as you can put your foot down, that's where it is. Also just kind of on that relief note, you can't, you yes can casual relief means you can play from the puddle. I will clarify that you can play from the puddle, but you cannot build your lie. So you cannot put a rock down in the puddle so that you're standing on dry land and that's where your mark is. If you're playing it, you can't build your lie. If you want dry land, take casual relief, which is free, no stroke penalty, and bring it back to the edge of dry land. But don't build it up using rocks. That's not allowed. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Take us through this one then. It's the hardest hole in the course, hole 17. What are you doing? Booyah. Uh, so hole 17, I've seen it birdied a couple ways. Um, I've been trying to birdie it heaps. Uh, it's super hard over summer with all the trees in play. So typically the most uh, consistent birdie line is the high line. Uh, so the blue arrow, as you guys can see on the screen, is the Mando. We have to play left of that. So you can't play a big hyzer. Sorry, folks. Um, uh, it used to be you'd play a hyzer flip down the middle. Um, there's now a cabbage tree that perfectly blocks that window. You used to throw over it. You can't throw over it anymore. So a lot of the times I will see a forehand. So you can forehand straight down the gap just to the left of that arrow and let it skip to probably circle two. And you can get a birdie that way. Um, I watched um, typically lefties get that more often. Um, Dave Keen is really good at that line. I watched that push hyzer. He got that last fault line. Me personally, I'm taking my Enigma or my DDX, depending on the wind, and I'm taking it up over the top. So you can see in the trees on the top, there's that little V. I'm trying to take it again, throwing on that forced Annie, um, similar to like we did on hole five, let it carve around the trees in the middle. And then I'm hopefully have got my weight right and the stability right so that it fades back at the basket once it makes it through the gap. A lot of the times my miss for me has ended up way to the right in the bushes. So typically I'm just kind of scrambling up just like an easy chip up, but it tends to be open. All I have to do is make it out of the bush and I can make it inside the circle for my par. So a par is great. Birdie is totally bonus and you're making heaps of strokes on folks if you take a birdie on this hole. Yeah, you really are. Um, so I've taken that line twice ever on this course. Thanks, Scott. Um, the Brady Gap. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and the the Brady Gap I've taken twice ever on 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 this course, and um, I've lost discs in that tree both times. So um, 
I shan't be doing that this weekend. Um, word of note, if you're on this hole and you see an orange sort of tangerine coloured grace in the tree or <laughs> on the ground, it's mine, um, I'd love it back. So um, <laughs> what, what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be throwing a, a, a pretty straight sidearm, probably just to the right, left, sorry, of that arrow. And I'm just going to let it come down somewhere there. And then I've got to try and make an upshot. And hopefully it will be somewhere near the near the uh, near the near the basket. Um, as Brady said, I, I've a birdie just isn't a thing for me on this hole. Um, I'm uh, if I get a par, then I'm kind of I'm very pleased. I walk away. And go, <laughs> I have only got I don't have to play that again. Or if you know I've only got to play that once. Um, and so yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm doing here. It's a it's a devilish hole. It's not a very nice 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 hole to uh, to play. But um, hey ho. About hole seventeen, right? Um, around the world, hold south hole seventeen. 17. Um, Last but not least, eighteen. So it's the same as same basket as basket nine, um, but it's straight at it, eighty-seven meters. Plays slightly further because you've got the hill that the basket's on. Um, I'm taking a grace and I'm throwing this full power. And if I get it into the right area, then I land pin high just to the right of the basket, about three or four meters, um, which is great. Um, if, I, if, I, if I miss, um, because I've chosen something that's relatively stable, I'm going to hyzer out early and just be at the bottom of the hill, and then it's a chip up for par. Um, Brady? Oh, yeah, this is almost a must get for the open division. If you're not getting this, um, you're probably losing strokes on folks. Uh, so the idea for me, if it's calm conditions and I'm feeling good, um, I'm probably just going to take an MD3. So I'm going to be taking, you know, like a pretty stable mid. I'm just going to juice it straight at the pin. I've aced it with a buzz before. Um, if the wind's up a little bit and I'm feeling a little tired, I might take an FD again on that kind of soft hyzer. Uh, I should be in circle one, either pin high or maybe a little low if I've thrown my MD3. And then, yeah, it should be probably a six, seven meter, either flat or slight uphill pot uh, for the birdie to finish my round. Excellent. Excellent. Um, and that's uh, that's the holes. Um, that's all 18 at Harkle Park. Now, um, as as we were saying, the uh, the that's where um, the open division um, for both the men and ladies uh, will be playing along with the Masters on Saturday morning um, and then um, Saturday afternoon and Sunday morning, which is uh, going to be where everyone else will play. Right. Brady, do you want to have a look at who is on what card? Yeah, I want to know who I'm playing with on Saturday. That's probably why everybody's still tuned in. So Yeah, right? It's um... like, oh, where am I? who am I playing with? <laughs> so, yeah, just, just a recap for those of us, those of you who are still with us or those of you who missed the beginning. Um, we are about to read out the scorecards, uh, your – sorry, your – cards you will be playing with on Saturday. You will be playing with this card for the whole day on Saturday. So like Matt said, the divisions before, if you start at fault line, you'll be playing fault line in the morning and then California mm -hmm. in the afternoon after lunch. If you start in California in the morning, you'll mm -hmm. be coming to uh, Harcourt Park for the afternoon. So these will be your cards for the whole day, just as a heads yeah. up. And so here we go. Um, this is for the open and open ladies um, and masters division. So off hole one, uh, myself, Adam Rawson, uh, local upper hut chap, Arthur Horn from uh, Palmy, Connor McInstry. I shall look forward to see him doing his thing um, on Saturday. That's going to be good. And Ryan Kitto, 
Uh, I shall enjoy the battle with Ryan. We uh, we we had that in the last round of Middle Earth Open. Uh, that's going to be good fun. Um, Dion, Chris Sinai, and Dave Bell, and Willie Taratna. That's going to be a pretty uh, competitive uh, card, I would say. Dave Bell hit a minus one at um, uh, at league this week. Uh, Dion's very useful around this course, and Willie Taratna is always um, uh, always a threat. Um, Chris Sinai, reigning champ. Oh, totally. You know, it's this is this is his home course. Uh, he practically lives there. Um, yeah. Um, what other cards jump out to you, Brady? Um, I really uh, so hole nine, Johnny Ferrari, Andy Davy. That's going to be a really good battle there. Yeah, we'll be. Yeah. Um, kind of happy to see that. I'm interested to see also hole 15. Uh, so mm. you have Francis Orange, who's the young gun. Stan Morris, who's the old guy again, kind of like Chris. He plays that course quite a bit. You have the up-and-comer Ashton coming up from Christchurch. Um, yep. But you also have Mark Clement. Uh, he's put in some really good rounds. He's a Masters player from uh, Masterton. So I think that could come in some hot scores there. They're going to be pushing each other the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there are your cards for the open and, um, masters, uh, divisions, um, heading over to the am side, you'll be playing California park first. This is who you're going to be playing with. Um, so some interesting cards here as well. Good to see. I'm really interested to see the battle that's going to happen on hole nine starting off right i think you've got ruben cossey and scott woodhouse who um could could both do very well this weekend and then calf headley sorry and amy whitmore who again could both do very well this weekend so i think that there's uh, there's some good battles to be had on that card um anything else that uh, jumps out at you there well, no, but I do want to kind of take a moment to kind of shout out the two juniors players who are coming out. So we have Yuki Shotters. Uh, so he's playing junior men, um, playing on off a of hole seven. And then mm -hmm. I know Phil McLeod, who's on hole eight, is the dad, but his daughter, Caitlin McLeod, is playing with him on hole eight. I know that she, her and her two siblings, I believe she's one of three, uh, mm -hmm. she actually was the one who got the nod to play in the tournament because only yeah. one of them could play. Um, so I'm really happy that she got uh, she got it and she'll be coming out. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they'll play. It'll be good uh, to have them play the easier course in California too. Um, absolutely, and and I will say um, it's been great to have Caitlin along to the ladies league as well. She's been improving every every week, and as and as Liz mentions, there's actually five juniors playing this week um, this weekend. So you've got Ben Tarleton Vidler in on, on hole one, Yuki Shotters uh, who you mentioned on hole seven, Caitlin McLeod off hole on hole eight you've got taylor owens rowdy which is dion's daughter who is starting on hole two um and lachlan fraser um on hole six um so uh yeah so and to be honest we we won't do picks for the junior division but that's going to be an incredibly competitive division i fear um uh, can you share phil's comment please yeah <laughs> uh yeah she she may well outdrive you um uh phil we'll we'll, we'll have to see um it's gonna be it's gonna be a good good time anyway, and uh, hopefully yeah. hopefully it'll be a, proud Papa a right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's gonna be really good battle between particularly the two ladies in that junior division. It's gonna be um, gonna be good to see. Um, okay, so there are your starting holes um, for round for Saturday um, round one and two. Um, where are we going to go next, Brady? Are we going to do? Should we do picks? Pick? Should we? Yeah. Should we? You know, like weigh in on right. who we think's going to win it? 
Can you okay. bring up? Do you have the event, by the way? Yeah, I do. So we can I see do. everyone. Let's let's first of all let's go to the ladies first up. Let's go to the ladies. You've got. Um, uh, let's bring. There we go. Um, that's all the ladies there. Um, so yeah, give us a top three, Brady. Um. In oh man, okay. In in third place, I gotta go with Minky. Um, Minky's taking third. Uh, she's she's hungry. Um, and it, it kind of all depends on what the weather is gonna be like on on Sunday. I know that she's gonna be a, a little distracted because I think she's got work Sunday night. Um, Liz, it's she's coming in second. Um, it's really her division to lose. She's been playing super hot. She's feeling really comfortable. Um, she'll be distracted, which means hopefully she'll be more relaxed on the tournament this weekend. Um, so it means hopefully her play will be good, but honestly, Amy, number one, she's been playing super hot. I, you know, got to meet her and, and see her a little bit more up in Tauranga. Um, I, I really think she's going to be playing well. She's probably going to be playing hot out at California. And as long as she can hold at Harcourt park, she should come out ahead by a couple strokes on the open division. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so I've got slightly different picks. Um, I'm going to back um, in third place. I'm going for Linga Fiola in the hey. advanced division. Um, Someone doesn't want to sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> uh, in second place, um, overall, I'm going to take Amy Whitmore. Um, her results, I haven't seen her play, but the results uh, have, have been doing very well. Um, and okay. I'm going to take Luke Mocha to, uh, to take out the Ooh, Mama Mocha. <laughs> She's been shooting really well, eh? And uh, and and so and I, I think she can carry that into the into the weekend. She's got enough experience to to um to be able to carry form from from league into the yep. tournament. So, if her putter stays yeah. hot, man, seeing her at league, she was dropping everything inside the circle. So yeah, if her putter stays hot, yeah, there's no way that they'll catch her. Yeah, yeah. Right up to the open division. Uh, let's do a sort by. There we go. Um, who are you going with? Oh, geez, man. Uh, this is super hard to pick. Um, Khan has been playing super hot, though I also noticed that he hasn't been playing this week in Inglewood at all. Um, Andy Davies has been kind of on a smoker. So let's go third place. Mm, I need top myself. five, Brady. Top, top five. five. Top five. Okay. Fifth place, Mitch Hudson. Okay. Um. Uh, he's been playing pretty well. Hopefully he'll be relaxed because he's been focused on work too much. So he'll be able to chill out while he's playing. Mm -hmm. Um, fourth spot, uh, Johnny Ferrari. Uh, he's going to be coming up. I'm super happy to see him in the Capitol. Um, he's been playing good golf. Uh, just isn't going to be super familiar with the course. Uh, in third spot, uh, we're going to go with, oh, geez, Willie T. Willie T has been playing super hot. Um, it's kind of technically his home course. Uh, he's technically mm -hmm. an upper hut boy, I believe. Um, so he'll be coming in third. Uh, in second place, Connor McKinstry. Um, he showed when he went down to Tucker's uh, that he played pretty well. Um, and, you know, like, so it's, it's good to see. I, I think he can come and perform pretty well. He'll be getting birdies out at California Park. So as long as he can pick up the birdies that he needs at, at Harcourt Park, he'll do just fine. Um, and I'm going to call it here. I'm going to pick myself for the number one spot. Um, I'm playing hot as I need to. Yeah, I'll call it. Um, yeah. uh, I, I have a really good mindset. I've been playing the best cleanest golf. Um, and so long as I can pick up the birdies that I need to 
at California Park, um, I think my familiarity with Harcourt Park is going to hold me through the tournament. And so it's if I can keep it up with the players out at California, there's no reason why I can't win it. So I'm picking myself for number one. Yeah, look, I I think it's uh, it's really tough to look to look past you as uh, for, for for the win. Um, I think familiarity with the course will be really useful. So I think it's a it's advantage to a lot of Wellington players, perhaps more so than other courses. I I would say I might be naive in saying that, but um, I, I think that the Harcourt Park does does benefit from familiarity. Um, I'm gonna say that. Um, yeah, I mean it's the same names. I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck Chris Sinai's name in there, eh? Um, I, I I think if he 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 can turn it on at the right at the right time, uh, he plays the course every day. He knows every line. Um, if the weather kicks up or the wind kicks up, advantage Chris Sinai. Um, in in my view, um, I I think that um, he knows the course better than anyone else. Um, and that could really play well for him. Um, and also shout out to um, Andy Davey, um, ag again, who um, has been um, playing playing uh, not his best, um, but this is tournament day, right? So it can change. Um, and I think he'll be there or thereabouts um, at the weekend. And I would think, I would argue that, and I'll be interested to see how this plays out. We should talk about it next week. Mm. For the Wellington players, it's how yep. well we play at California Park. Totally. For the out-of-towners, it's how well they play at Harcourt Park. So those yeah, are going I, to be the difference. Yeah, I, th I think so. So California Park, if you could summarize it and compare it to a South Island course, how would you compare it? Uh, goodness, do I? Um, Queens Park, Christchurch. Okay, all right. Like, it's short, it's open. Um, you could definitely hit all of it, but you could also kind of like clip tree and miss birdies if you're not focused because it's kind of like short and easy um yeah. so yeah you know like everything is super birdieable you hopefully mm -hmm. are coming in at double digits in california um yeah. you know like as compared to if you're pushing like if you make if you're five six seven down at harco park you're playing hot um so yeah you know like it, it's yeah it's open i put it kind of queen's park mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, finally, I just want to do one little um, other competition. We had um, uh, we had uh, Conor McKinstry on the show last week. Yeah, last week, and, super hot, eleven down. We, we had a little side bet as to uh, what the winning score would be. Oh, um, so, that's right. The under so, over. That's right. So that's right. So um, I'll tell you what. Let's do a little bit of a let's do a little bit of a giveaway. Um, if you can guess in the comments um below what you think the hottest score will be that's overall all four rounds combined so is it going to be 20 down is it going to be five down for all four rounds combined two callies two um hardcores um and then i don't know we'll do a giveaway i'll, I'll give something away and um we'll we'll, we'll do that so uh, have a guess put your comments in the one below um Okay, so let's have a think about this. If more than one person guesses the right answer, then we'll spin the wheel for those people. If um, nobody guesses it right, then it will be the person who guesses it close but doesn't go over, right? So you've got to get it close, close, closest to it, but not more than. And when I say more than, I mean um, if you guess minus twenty-five and the hot score is minus twenty-four, you're out of it. Okay, so you've got to you've got to get as close to it but not over. So have a guess in the comments below. They're already starting to come in. People going in this kind of 25, 22 um, range 
um, already. 28. Liz Mock is very, very, uh, um, uh, what would I say, confident um, of our own tournament that we're going to see, uh, we, we're going to see um, that, um, those hot scores. 28 down would be amazing. Um, Ooh, Jack brought up you, a good point. Can you share his comment, please, about uh, yeah, I can. So for anybody, for anybody coming into Wellington tomorrow and heading up to Hardcore Park, Please park at the Hardcore Park side for tomorrow's practice round and walk across to Cali as the kindy will still be open. We don't want to get in the way of those kids. And um, so if you're unfamiliar with the with that, with how that layout is, there's a turning just before Harcourt Park. You go, you take that turning to the left, you go all the way down, you should see football fields on your left-hand side, you should see the basket of hole five on your right-hand side, park anywhere down there on the left-hand side by the football pitches or there's a little parking uh, just around the corner behind the stage. And then there's a footbridge uh, that goes over the river um, from the bottom of that road. And then Cali Park is just, you turn right after the footbridge, then left, you keep going forwards and then you're there. It's uh, And you're by the basket of hole nine and the tee of hole one. Um, it's a really close um, park. It's about a five-minute walk. Um, so, yeah. Um, and we'll see you there. So, few admin things for tomorrow. Um Casual doubles starts at two o'clock tomorrow. So if you're around at California Park, that's where casual doubles is being held. Um, head over to California Park. I, Jack, if you're in the comments, where should people meet? Is it down by the kindy, uh, by the basket of hole two um, that people should meet or up by the tee of hole one? Um, if you could let us know, um, we'll, we'll put it up on screen. Um, and it's casual doubles. So just turn up and see if um, see what you can do. If you don't have a partner, that's fine. There'll be hundreds of people um, who don't. Um, and finally, if your flight arrives tomorrow morning at about half past seven, quarter to eight, then drop me a message. I've got a space spare, maybe two in the car. So uh, I'll bring you back to Harcourt Park. So um, uh, Brady might also have space as well, heading towards uh, Upper Hut immediately afterwards as well. So yeah, excellent. if you're landing in the morning, let us know. Leave it yeah, in the comments. We can give you a lift. Um, so yeah. Do we have any other events up. coming up after after Fault Line, Matt? Yeah, we do. Um, there is match play, uh, which is uh, on the weekend of the fourth of December, um, and we also have um, Wahitapu, obviously next weekend, the weekend after, um, which is twenty sixth and twenty eighth. So including the warm up on the Friday. Um, that's going to be a, a sure event. And I think I saw Morgan mention earlier on that there are there is a space left. There is at, space left at Waihitapu. Um, if um, you're interested, so, please reach out so, yeah. to Morgan. Um, yep, casual doubles, 2 p.m. meet at hole one at California Park. So just yep. over the bridge entering the park. Um, that's what we'll be meeting for Kelly. Also, rumor has it, I don't know if people have been paying attention or not, but I've I, there's rumblings of a South Island skins match. Um, I don't know this. if there's any. Yeah, I've heard about this. So, so any validity is, to this? But uh, so I would love a, to hear more about it if it's going on. Um, it might interest a few of us North Islanders to come down for the weekend. Yeah, um, because the, the payout is pretty good. A uh, hundred dollars a hole. Hundred dollars a hole, right? So, what I think the idea is that you go to Jelly Park, you shoot the best round that you possibly can, and you can get as many rounds in at Jelly Park as you like until two o'clock between right? like eight a.m. and two p.m. So, Something I mean, like it's that, not yeah. two and or three round chance. Yeah, yeah, you'll get you'll get three rounds in in that time if you if you half quick, and you get um, and you get. And you're one of the top four hottest rounds of the day. 
then you'll get to play a skins match um, for a hundred dollars a hole, so eighteen hundred bucks potentially on the line there. Um, and that's for that being run for my by trip south, man. Easy. It would do. It would do. I think that's Jay Pookie Pookie who's uh, putting that on. Yeah, bros um, for I, change, right? It's a bros for change event, correct? Um, and so, yeah, look out for that. It's a Facebook event for it. We'll be talking to. Um, we'll, I'd love to get Jay on the show actually and have a chat. Yeah, maybe that. we should get him um, on next week. We'll. I'll see what I can do. And um, and Jay, and we'll, if you're we'll, listening, we'll, we'll, we want you on the show. Um, finally, before we go, um, there's one last oh, thing. Oh, power to rankings, and sweet chain rankings. Through, How's your data analyst team doing? Sweet chain rankings. They're doing very well, actually. Um, Any changes? There has been some changes from the weekend. Um, so there's the, uh, the the upcoming events um, for you. I need to add in some more. Um, but there's been some changes. So on the ladies' side, um, Zara McLeod moves up one. Stephanie Stryden comes down one. That doesn't look like the right arrows, but I'll fix those. Um, and that's uh, due to the two tournaments that turned that turned out last uh, weekend. Um, this is the uh, over on the MPO side. Jasper Vandermeer climbs up ten places to fifth, um, following his win, um, beating out the likes of Ethan Stout, Ashton Clark, John Hughes et al. to uh, move up ten spots. Ryan Cambridge Woo! moves up uh, fourteen spots uh, to tenth, following his win at Tucker Beach. Uh, David Keane re-enters the um, uh, the, the <laughs> ranking. Um, so he's up. Okay, so he's up two hundred. Well, two hundred points. He's up 200 places. So what that should say yep. is that um, he's re-entered the, the the because he's played enough events to in the last period of time to be counted as you know well, was, a, a statistically valid um, his in terms of his uh, dominance index. Has your team put in the like blues busters from Taranga? Like where's Jimmy yeah. for his win? Yes. So Jimmy has moved down. He he climbed up into I think twenty first, and then okay. has been pushed down since. So um, it's okay. uh, there's the the recency bias. There is a bit of recency bias, as we can see. Ben Wilgate Ben Wilgate climbs four places to fifteenth, and Willie Tarapin, um makes the top twenty, up nine spots. Um, and so yeah, so uh, top ten: Ryan Cambridge, John Hughes, Andy Davey, Ethan Starrish, and Clark Viastaban, Jasper Vandermeer, and the top four remains unchanged: Simon Fizzi, Levi Stout, Jackson Sullivan, and Justin Workman. Um, are um, your top players in the country um, at this moment. Uh, we're going to have, uh, we'll update the rankings for next week. Um, uh, a lot of the players who are playing, so we've got one, two, two of the top 10, Conor McKinstry, uh, Blair Joins, um, and uh, Willie Tratton are all playing uh, this weekend, so they could make some moves, and there's a little heap of people in just outside Don't the top forget. 20. Brady, I think you're 24th, so we'll be looking to break in. Oh, to the so top close. 20. Um, next week. Yeah, I was going to um, say, Andy Davies in top 10 as well. He could always move up with a good performance. Oh, totally. Look, it's all up for grabs this weekend. As I said, I think this is a really, really competitive tournament. There's there's competition in every division. Um, and so if you're following online um, um, or you're in Wellington and you want to come along and watch even better, then please do so. Um, it's going to be uh, a rip-roar of a tournament um, and uh, should be very entertaining in every single division. There is um, There's battles to be had um, and um, things to be won. So, whew, it's been a bit of a long show, um, so I hope you've enjoyed Woo! it. Um, we certainly have. Um, and we've got two more sleeps until uh, Fault Line Fury begins. Um, if you're coming up for the event, or maybe you've been here, then I shall see you tomorrow. I shall be at the park all day tomorrow. 
Um, and so I shall see you then, and I'll be playing doubles as well. It'd be good to to meet you all. Um, and uh, yeah, we look forward to the weekend. It's going to be a crackerjack. Um, Brady, any final words? Uh, yeah, don't be a stranger. So if you guys have been listening and you're finally coming into Wellington for the first time and you haven't met Matt or I, uh, don't be a stranger. Say hello. Yep. We'd love to meet y'all. Um, love to meet our listeners and that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like catch us, say hi, have a round. Uh, you know, like it'll be a good time. Hope to see you all this weekend. Good stuff. And remember, keep commenting in the comments below. This will end. Uh, I suppose when should we put a, an end on it? Uh, I'll tell you what. Ooh, nah. Let's do, let's do. Um, you have until Saturday. 2 p.m. tomorrow to leave a comment at yep. 2 p.m. tomorrow at the start that's of doubles. Good. That's it. No more yep. comments. Um, and so that's get, to win the give the, the under over giveaway. Yeah. We don't know what the giveaway is yet, but looks like someone might win it. But remember, you can't guess too good. You have to guess too bad. If that makes sense. If no one guesses it on the nose, we shall see. Anyway, have a lovely week. <clears throat> Play some disc golf, get some birdies. See you next week. Peace. Cheers.